We are back. I'm excited, bro. Were we gone? I feel like we've been pretty... You're you're basically never there. Um, (laughs) Even when I'm here, I'm gone. Even even when you're here, you're not here with me, either physically or mentally. Um, I'm excited, bro. So we are going to kind of dive in today. I'm excited. I have a lot of coffee today. We're recording this on a Sunday. And and an extra hour of sleep. And well, Jess and I both got up this morning. We're getting ready to like run around, starting to get the kids going. And then she kind of like walks over to the and angrily starts changing the clock that we both didn't realize that it was an hour earlier. And we're both like running around like chickens with our heads cut off at 7.15 in the morning on Sunday when we thought it was 8.15. But I was like, oh, right, well. I was thinking that today. Remember like in 1995 when the clocks were changed and you had to manually change everything? Freshman year of high school. Freshman year of high school. <laughs> you, but back then you had to manually change everything. Even a, like I woke up, my Alexa by the bed had changed, my iPad, my phone, even my car changes. The only thing that didn't change in my entire house, I think, was my stove. My stove didn't change. My car didn't change. My watch didn't change. Yeah, I guess a standard like G-Shop watch won't change. Yeah, but I've got a I've got a Casio Pathfinder I've had for like twelve years. I'll tell you what, I feel great. I think it was that extra hour. I've really, I've really learned how important sleep is. Of course, in a couple months, I'm going to be getting a lot less. But it's right almost now, as it's almost as important <laughs> as figuring out how in the hell does client acquisition work, which is subsequently the topic of our conversation today. Um, no, so this is one of the biggest problems. It's probably the second biggest problem. The first one is what we talked about the other day, which is you know identifying what you do and who you serve. The second biggest one is then how do I go and start to acquire those people? And it is one of the most misunderstood or misguided endeavors within the CrossFit space. And I I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there. I think this is Alex Hormozzi's fault from Gym Launch. It, it's, I think it's misguided because when I opened, it wasn't misguided. It was pretty straightforward. Right. Hey, take care of your people because they're the ones that are going to spread the word. That's what Coach Glassman used to say. I don't do marketing. I have an army of marketers that pay me. And, and again, I don't, I, I'm not poo-pooing what Alex does. And he's not the only one. No, no, he's not the only one. I am, uh, I do think the means with which he is doing it is incorrect. And for the record, I've used his product. So I'm not speaking secondhand. This is firsthand. So um, I don't think it is what most gyms need to be doing because it doesn't actually, and I know he preaches retention, but the process with which they teach to execute it is not what CrossFit gym should be doing there. That volume, or excuse me, that model is volume. It is just volume. It's just like 300 leads to try to get 10 or 20. Right. And they're generally not good leads. It creates a, it it, it creates a, a horrific sales process. It's just not great. Now there's some gyms that have done it right So I'm not saying it's not, it can't be successful for the vast majority of people who have not solved problem number one and then tried to resolve it, try to resolve problem number two with that model of volume, this is catastrophic. It is absolutely catastrophic. And not understanding like the good old fashioned guerrilla marketing 
solution before you start getting to the paid marketing aspect is a, is a fatal flaw, I think, for most gyms. I was a part of a gym in Florida that was using, I forget, what was it called? Box launch, not box launch. Gym launch. Gym launch. Mm-hmm. And it destroyed their gym. It, I literally watched it. It was like a parasite coming into your gym and slowly just methodically destroying it. And the problem was I saw it. I was just coaching there mm-hmm. and I, was, I would tell the box owner, I'm like, this is bad. And he was like, no, look, we got 30 people here and this and that. And I was like, what? please listen. Like he was expanding. I'm like, you're expanding for people that haven't even signed a contract. Right. And you don't know how, like he, so he takes out a second uh, location and, you know, so now all of a sudden his rent was doubled and then slowly, just like I told him, the people that were doing this uh, gym launch thing weren't sticking around and his mm-hmm. long-term members were leaving because they were getting overlooked for, and it was impossible to really run CrossFit anymore because you had 30 beginners once a week or once a month or whatever it was. And the people that cared about CrossFit could no longer do it. Yeah. It- And I'm not saying the model doesn't work. It doesn't work. So context matters, right? So practically the way a CrossFit gym is set up, it doesn't work because of the way those gyms are set up. Quite frankly, I think it would be an amazing model for a big, big box gym that has a sizable staff and that people that are solely devoted to this, you know, to this process of like making calls, doing consults and all this stuff. But the reality is if you're going to sift through 300 leads a month, you need three people to do that. You know, they're just like, you're going to make 48 phone calls a day. And I'm like, who the fuck has time for that in a, in a one man band? Like you don't like it will make your life miserable. And again, for, for CrossFit affiliates, the vast majority of them, I, and I do know some that have been successful with it. Now, I don't know if they're still doing it. I know some people that were successful with it for a while and then left after a while because they started to see some of the, the repercussions of it. Um, but I think the, the issue is that based on that model, which is owner-operator for most CrossFit gyms that are not paying full-time staff, it's a one-man band, and it's just the volume model does not work. I don't want 58 leads. I want two really good ones that are that I'm going to be able to give a good experience and that are going to stay for three years. So that is kind of what we're going to dive into today. And if you haven't read The Pumpkin Plan by Michael Michalowicz, this is kind of that model, which is who are my clients and then how do I replicate them over time, right? So one of the things that you've heard us talk about it on the podcast before, but this is a great example that we have basically have proven here at CrossFit Rife. And, and I have multiple people that have adopted this model that have been very successful with it. Like even in the past week, I think I've got like half a dozen emails. They're like, I ran it. It was awesome. Thank you for this. And this is how I replicate the people inside my gym is I do things like bring a friend week. Right. And the first error in this whole client acquisition is people do it way too frequently. So people are like, we do it once a month. Don't do it once a month. I, have, I know gyms that are like, we do it once a week. We do bring a friend Wednesday. I'm like, that is the laziest shit ever. 
So no one comes the, in. You don't wind up every third week. Somebody will bring someone in and it's just. It's also a shitty sale. It's just a shitty sale, right? It's not, a, it's, you're not, the, the idea with this is to court people, right? So this is the difference between like, hey, I would really like to take you out to dinner. I want to take you out to a nice dinner. Like here, we're going to leave here. We're going to go, we're going to show up this place. We're going to have drinks before. We're going to go out and walk along the beach afterwards. If done right, it should feel like that. The once a month, the once a week, that's like, hey, I'm available to go on a date if you want to. Right, like that is, that's just a shitty sale, right? And I, and I don't think people are doing it on purpose. I think they're doing it because they don't know it's a shitty sale. They're just like, oh, well, people will bring them in. So when you're doing things like this, I want to create, I really want to create like a, a hum around it, right? So I want it to be limited in nature, right? So I want it to be like an ordeal that people look forward to. And this is not to say that people can't bring in people the rest of the time. We have people that bring in people all the time. But when we do it, and we typically have found like the sweet spot to be three times a year, maybe four, but when you factor in holidays and stuff like that, then you end up trying to jam it in there and it doesn't work out. Three times a year for us has been the sweet spot. And here's what that results in. Last week we did it. So at this rate, we've kind of refined it and refined it and refined it. But at this rate, that's bringing in 90 people in a three-week span, over, like spread out over the year. So three one-week intervals, I'm bringing in 90 people that are friends, so there's social proof here, right? They've been told about it at least one or two times. We've dialed up the experience to make it really, really fun for them. We adjust the programming so that it's like, it's not easier for the members, but the complexity for most part is removed for that week because it's all about experience. Um, we're not watering it down. Last week was horrific actually, like Monday's workout was just running in burpees and it like laid me out for three days. Well, and it's as anyone listening knows, CrossFit doesn't need to be complicated. In fact, right. the less complicated often, the harder it is. Right. And to be frank with you, that is something that people need to, like, that's the best introduction is this doesn't need to be super complex to be effective. We're just going to introduce you to intensity, actual intensity, not what was going on in that thread in the Instagram that we were going through. Oh but my goodness, people. Now, are... So I'm not pooping. That was actually, there were some good conversations and I was actually really happy with that. But the, most, but most of them is done. Um, so, so that is what we're trying to do. So three times a month, we had 35 people come in last week. 35 people. I, don't, I wasn't even here on Saturday. Three times had, a year, you meant to say. Uh, sorry, three times a year. But we had 35 people come in last week uh, throughout the whole week. 35 unique people. And some of them came in multiple times. And I'll follow up with them next week. And I'll probably get 10 of them, if not more than that. And if I don't get them the first time, I'll get them the second time. Okay. All because I'm not doing this with like sales breath. Like I'm trying to give them a good experience and we're not over pitching the sale. We're giving them a good experience at which point we'll follow up with them. And then we'll expose them to what all of this is as far as like the sales process. So I think when you're thinking about acquisition, it, A, it needs to be long-term and it needs to, you need to actually court people. Like you need to be patient. You can't just be like, I really want to go out with you. Like, let's go. Like it, it's got to be slower. It's got to be more thought out. It's got to be more thoughtful. It's got to be, it's got to be something that they feel like they're being treated nicely. Not just like, Hey, buy my shit. Like I really, really want you to join, you know? Well, and I and think that, they ahead. already have a ton of buy-in because someone's bringing them. Right. 
and there and again there's there's a ton of little nuggets that you can layer in here to make this thing work right it's just like you can you can really dial this up nicely and it won't be it won't be this thing that's a burden it's something that everybody looks forward to if you do it correctly so you know having a referral system that's actually a referral system that i'm using bring a friend week to leverage so that both parties win that's one aspect of it dialing this up giving people two to three weeks of runway to let their friends know you know send them all the information beforehand let the let them know let the friend know that there is a referral program you know really really make it fun that week you know dial up some kind of cool unique partner workouts that you wouldn't necessarily all the time do but are really fun for that week because hey why not the classes are going to be bigger right so like ton of classes like last week were like high 20s right so it's like hey logistically you need to make that happen that's not going to be our flow all the time right it's going to be like just under 20 which i can do more you know single person workouts but if i do that this is the proper acquisition which is replicating the customers that i already have that's the way this should be done and this is what people are missing it costs you zero dollars it doesn't cost you any dollar. like you're 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 just doing things that you were already doing you're just turning the dial just slightly when you do it and then i'm going to give them a good experience so i think it's probably the easiest kind of tactic that you could do for client acquisition and some people are going to come two or three times which means a year before they join meaning two or three different iterations right. of it right and and that's okay right like we have people that are former like that have left that come back for bring a friend week that rejoin so it's it's for whoever right and we tell everybody there's no rules here it's like you know the big lebowski it's like nom right there's no rules that bring as many friends as you want as many times as you want we don't care they don't even have to come to the same class that you're in it doesn't matter just give us the heads up so i think client acquisition from within is the best route the acquisition or the your sales percentage is going to be significantly higher right so and just to be very upfront if 35 people come in there i'm assuming seven or eight of these have no intention of joining they're just trying to do something fun for the week at which point you should just give them a good experience because they might join they might change their mind if the experience is so overwhelmingly positive that they'll just join. They're like, I wasn't going to, but this is awesome. So now I'm going to join. Or in two months, you know, it's like, what do they say about like radio ads or billboards? You have to see it right. X amount of times. In, right. in you just ran it end of October, New Year's comes around and they decide to make a resolution. They remember CrossFit Rife as a fun place that I actually enjoyed going to for exercise. I'm right. going to go back there. So you, right. I'm sure you have plenty of people over the course of the year that join because you did these three for your friend. 100%, 100%. But the key is don't do them too frequently because then they lose the allure, okay? It needs to be, you know, I don't like to use the term, the term scarcity, but if you just don't want to do it too frequently because now it's not as fun anymore. Like you want people to look forward to it. And if you do it right, you know, you're going to pick up an additional 10 to 15 people in that following month if that's not include that's not on top of just the random acquisitions that you're going to get just like regular people joining which leads to the next piece is integration so this is something that most gyms do really really poorly myself included for the longest time ever which is <laughs> so when people used to join your gym how would they join what would you do 
You mean once they actually joined, what would I do? No, no, no. They're like, hey, I'm, I'm, uh, I want to start CrossFit. Like, how do I do that? I mean, we ran the gamut on many different things, but it was typically like, okay, we have to do some uh, one-on-one or group sessions. Right. So people do that. Most people are just like, all right, we'll sign you up and we'll get you in. Which again, doesn't match the price point for what they're paying. Right. So yeah, I mean, what- they need to, they, for 150, 180, 200 bucks a month, it's not just a globo gym where it's like, there's your gym, go. Right. And, and on top of that, if you're going to have some sort of on-ramp or something like that, they're typically paying more than that upon entry oh, into, yeah. the, into the facility. So it's going to be an additional 150, 200 bucks. So their initial entry is actually 350 bucks. When you put that price tag on it, that should feel a little bit more like concierge service. So one of the things that we reverted to a long time ago is we don't let anybody just hop into the class. I mean, unless like occasionally, like they're like, I've had a couple of people come in here from, uh, from CrossFit wrestling from Maggie Tenter's gym, like in the past two months, they've been in her gym for years or months. I'm like, it's fine. You can come into the class. Yeah. Obviously if someone's been doing, it's not about being new to CrossFit, right. It's about being new to CrossFit. Right. And even those people, once they've come in, we still cycle them through the whole process because this is important. Integration is the most undervalued aspect of retention a box owner could look at, right? Because integration done correctly tees up not just their membership, right? That's all people think about is like just their membership, right? Like, okay, well, they bought a membership. Integration or the sales process done correctly introduces them to all the other things that you do. It introduces them to premium services. It introduces them to, uh, you have an apparel line that you sell products that you have uh, an ambassador program, like all of these, Oh, that you have is have a social, like all, like a social calendar that you do. Do you have multiple programs? If done right, they should walk through that whole process and be aware of the bevy of things that you offer. If you do in fact offer them, but, what this does, if I do integrate them correctly, the likelihood of them purchasing some of these other things is almost 100%, whether it be a t-shirt or supplements or a premium service within the next 90 days. Right. I've Simply, seen members that are like, oh, I didn't even know we sell O2. Right. So this, this is how you introduce people. So like our general flow is like a consult, right? And you know, like if you want to think about how a consult goes, it's like, what do they want? Why are they there? Like, that's all you should figure out, right? You're not going to work out on day one, none of that stuff. You're going to sit down and have a conversation with them, like walk them around. And let me give you everybody a tip here. If somebody sets up a consult for 5 p.m., let me give you a real good tactical tip here. When they show up, you should be waiting at the front desk. Like that is probably mistake numero uno, right? They you're show not up suggesting and, only 5 p.m., but you're saying when someone makes a consult, For their appointment, for their there, appointment, right? right? Like, and I don't mean be there. I mean like be there with bells on, right? There's a difference between like you show up for your consult and you're waiting at the front desk for coach so-and-so to like randomly walk by, maybe be like, oh, hey, uh, um, I'm Jason. How can I help you? And you're like, I'm here for a 5 p.m. consult. Like, that's a totally different experience as far as integration that when you walk in the door, like here's another one, silly. Like the number of affiliate owners that are going to laugh out loud when I say this is 100%. When you walk in, no, I fucking booked your appointment, right? 
And then you walk in and I'm like, hey, what's going on? How can I help you? Does that seem insane? Yeah, I mean, it's it's no different than showing up for a first date in right. sweatpants versus, you know, right. dress or, nicely. And if, and if nobody's picked up what I'm saying, it's just like, you booked this appointment. You fucking know who's coming in the door. Greet them by name. Oh, right? That's totally different. I'll give you a great when, example. That's totally different than when you go, when you're just like, you walk in, I'm like, Jason, what's up, dude? My name is Fern. I'm super pumped to meet you, dude. I'm happy. to Let's go in here and let's have a chat. And then I'm going to walk you around. I'm going to give you a tour of the facility. Right? That is a 1,000% different experience and be like hey what's up dude are, are you just here randomly for an appointment that i booked for you <laughs> well let me let me give you an example of how you can do this day to day so where i'm coaching currently when someone signs up for a free trial we know which class they're coming to right so last week uh, a new girl had signed up for my 6 p.m class so uh, you can't overlap people currently in the gym so the five o'clock class is finishing and the six o'clock people are kind of waiting in the lobby and I look out and I recognize everybody but one girl. So I was like, Hannah, what's up? And she was like, looked at me like, how the hell did this person know who I am? And I was like, you know, in my mind, I'm like, well, I knew I had a free trial coming. I didn't recognize this girl. It's, and, and what's the worst case scenario? It's not Hannah, right? But if right. it was, which I was pretty confident was, all of a sudden they're like, wow, these people know who we are. Right. And me and she joined that day. Right. And, you know what's funny? Point, she was actually a member of uh, Coach Ben Bunny. You know Ben Bunny? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, she yep. was a member from there. And then, you know, obviously we could, I was like, where do you come from? She was like, Tampa. But it was, you know, so then we obviously build a, you're just building. That's what you have to do as a coach. And she was already a CrossFitter. She understood the CrossFit ecosystem. But imagine somebody that didn't. They've never been to a gym that anyone knows their name had follow-up questions with where are you right. from? What have you been doing? That that's what you're talking about. It's not just that acquisition, but then it's the integration into the it's the it's the integration. It's how you integrate people. Like <clears throat> and again, it's one of those things where if you do the minimum, right? So again, think about just good customer service. Like greet them at the door. You know, like have them bring them into hopefully you have an office. And if you don't, then you need to figure out something where you can do that. But treat them like you're courting them. Be like, hey, listen, I'm going to treat you very nice. Like, come in here. Like, what? Like, have a series of questions you're going to ask them. And one of them should be like, how can we help you? What can we do for you? Right? And then just shut your face and let them talk. The things that people are going to tell you after knowing you for 30 seconds is mind-blowing. Like, I've had people come in and just start crying. I don't even know these people. I I literally don't know these people. They're just like, I'm overweight. I'm super happy with myself. And I'm like... Holy shit. All I, you know, like we've been talking for 97 seconds and you're telling me you're like worst fears. This is the stuff that you want to do. And now I can tee up everything past that right now. I can give them the service. I can schedule them and book them for their next appointment. I'd be like, Hey, this is going to be with coach Lindsay. And then she's going to follow up and she's going to greet them. And then we have this whole thing ironed out start to finish. And we introduce them to people and we do all of this. And that way they feel like they're being literally with a mater d walked through this whole process right introduced to all these different things that you have and all of these quite frankly solutions to their problems that they just told you and now they feel like they're actually being cared for which is the number one thing right we talk about like care 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 it starts with integration like how do you show people that you give a shit and it's by treating them 
like they're the most important person on planet Earth when they come through the process. And everybody can refine this. You can, this can be refined literally forever, right? I'm constantly refining them. I'm like, this is pretty good, but it could be way better. And then it gets way better. And then I'm like, this is way better, but it still could be better, right? So you can continue to just dial up the knob here on like how fucking awesome can we make this experience for people that they never want to leave. It doesn't matter. And the thing is, if you're listening, you recognize it. When I moved here to Colorado, I joined a jujitsu school and I showed up on day one and the professor was like the most welcoming, amazing dude. And right. I was like, I want to, I, I had planned to check out a few different jujitsu schools and I joined that morning. Cause I was like, it, it's, it's unusual. One person is like that. Right. On you know, and like you just said, the cool thing is you pass them off to Lindsay, you pass them off to Cassidy, you pass them off to Jess, et cetera. And they realize, wait, everybody's like this. And, and the same was true there. I mean, I, I knew right away, hey, Professor Alex is like this. And then I realized Professor Mall and Elliot, et cetera. And, and I was this, like, I don't, I didn't even, it removed even the potential of going to try out another place. Right. And that's where you want to blow people's socks off when they come in. And this is how you get people who've been in your gym for three months to bring multiple friends for the following bring a friend week because they're so in love with your service. Forget the coaching. Let's assume you didn't know the difference between your knee and your asshole. If your service is over the top, they will bring people in the next time and you can just deliver awesome service to those people. This is also how you get people to not scoff at price points because they're just like, Oh shit. Like you guys are going, you guys are rolling out the red carpet here. And you're like, yeah, we are because like really I legit want to take care of you. Like this is important to us that you feel cared for because you're coming in here because you have a problem that you would like us to solve. And not only are we going to try to solve it, but we're going to do it like in the most courteous way possible. And this is, so I'll give you a perfect example that we had on, uh, we went to dinner the other night, Cassidy and Lindsay and I just took the team out to dinner, no business associated with whoever, just like, thank you to the team. I had to make a, I had to call in a favor to get into this restaurant. Like it's legit. And what type of restaurant is it? It's uh, it's this brand new restaurant at the, it's a, it's on the top floor of a brand new Marriott on the oceanfront. It's legit. It's amazing. It's like a seven, it's like a $7 million restaurant. And um, so we went there and I had to call in a favor from a client of mine. I was like, hey, can you get us in? He was like, so he had to call in a favor to get in there. And he was like, and I hooked you up with this guy, Steven. He's the waiter. This guy's the shit. So they put us at this table. So then Steven is waiting. And he's like, oh, you're friends with, uh, with so-and-so? I'm like, yeah, man. And he's like, he's like I'm going to take care of you. The guy's a level two sommelier. Gives us the gives us the works dude like runs us through everything i know Lindsay was into that if you got oh uh, we we all were like everybody loves that shit right and so at the end he's like listen so imagine you're steven and i want you to be steven at your gym and imagine how freaking special you feel so at the end we go through this thing he gives us he wines and dines us and mind you we're paying for it but like whatever i wasn't upset about it because i'm like this is top-notch service right here like this is the best at the end, he's like, if you ever want to get a, if you ever want to get a res, uh, reservation here, he's like, don't call the front desk. He was like, he hands me his phone number. He's like, call me directly. And he's like, I'll get you a table. He's like, doesn't matter, whatever. He's like, don't go to open table, nothing. He's like, text me and I'll get you a reservation. And I'm like, I'll be back, bro. Many, many, many times. Yeah, because I'm thinking, 
I feel special. Like, oh, Jess, right. don't worry, honey. I got a guy. Right. Right. And, and so, like, which is funny because she was kind of grumpy with me, which is, you know, note to myself. She goes, she goes, how'd you get in there? Right. And I was like, oh, I had to make a phone call. And she yeah, was like, meanwhile, yeah. you went out to dinner like 10 o'clock the other night for her birthday or something. Right. Right. So then, uh, no, but she was just like, yeah, last time I looked on there, they didn't have reservation open for two weeks. And I was just like, okay, know the right people, but well, no, but, but I will be taking her there. But the point was, that is the example that you should try to replicate with inside the walls of your gym. When people come in, like I want to make them feel special. Like I want to make them immediately feel like not only they're in, but they're special. Well, what you made me think of too is not that you should be looking for a tip, but imagine if it was a customer service business where you were, your income was influenced by how much you were tipped. Would you treat these people differently? For right? sure. And, and, if, and if you're, and if you're an owner, guess what? Your income is. Yeah. is affected by whether they fucking stay or not, or whether they buy premium services or they buy retail. That's their tip to you. Right. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's all the same thing. And no doubt you gave Steven a substantial tip and now, you know, because he earned it. Right. And I, w and I didn't feel, I didn't feel the least bit bad about it. I was just like, I'll, I'm going to cut that check right there. Like I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to tip that dude very well. Right. Because a, he gave us top notch service and then B he hooked us up for later. Right. And that's what I want my experience for my clients to start to resemble when they come in, not only for my current clients, how can I make them feel special? But then as I'm going through this integration, rethink their entire their entire experience from literally the second they walk in their door and it doesn't hurt to be the client, right? Like you book an appointment on your website and ask yourself is like, is this cool or not? Right. The difference between like, here's the link, uh, book, whatever works for you or call them up and be like, Hey, it's Jason from CrossFit Rife, man. I just saw that you were, uh, looking at our website. Um, would you like to come in and chat? And you're like, yeah, I would love to come in and chat. I'm like, what's your afternoon look like? You're like, well, I'll get off at five. I'm like, Hey, listen, I'm going to book you an appointment. I'm going to send you an appointment reminder at 5 15 PM. I'll meet you at the front desk. It'll be me. And you're like, cool. Thanks a lot, man. And then when you walk in, I'm like, Hey, Jason, it was great talking to you earlier. Let me show you around. Like that's a totally different experience, which doesn't cost you a ton oh, I think in, in the means of in the, in the frame in time. Right. In general, I think something that's missing in this world is communication like that. And I think when someone gets it now, these days, it's so uncommon that it just makes you stand out. Well, this is a conversation I was having with another box owner earlier who, again, I've been this, I've made all these mistakes. He was talking to me about how many leads he was getting. I was like, how many of those people are you getting to book? And he was like, I don't, it was like two out of 10. I was like, that's not good. And I was like, how are you doing that? And he's like, well, they get an automated text back. And I was like, turn that shit off. Text them back or call them. You're not so busy that you can't follow up with 10 people a week. Yeah. Like you do that and make sure that you are the person that's actually having the conversation, not automated. Because FYI, everybody, if I submit a form on a website, and within 4.7 seconds, I get a response. That is automation. And I know that, right? And it, yeah, you just, it, it, it's true. Everybody listening knows what that feels like these days. I'm like, that's not a fucking person. Even if it's like, hey, Jason, it's Bobby from blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's not Bobby. That's, that's a robot. 
right? Yeah. It's totally different if like, whatever, that hits my email and I, maybe it's five minutes later, maybe it's 10, but it's going to be pretty, pretty, well, mine, mine will be faster because I have a text notification as well. But I'll, call, I'll text them back and be like, hey, I saw that you were on there. Is there something going to help you with? And are you free either this afternoon or tomorrow morning? And they're just like, hey, what's going on? I just had a couple of questions. And I'm like, I'd be happy to answer those questions for you. Let's book in a consult. And they're like, cool. And I'm like, I'll see you then. And at that point, my book rate is like high 90%. Well, there's stats to support that too, right? The faster you respond and the faster you get them in. So, well, no, this actually goes contrary to that. I don't necessarily think it's about speed because immediate is as fast as you could possibly get it. And that wasn't working. Being genuine and authentic is what matters, right? With timeliness, right? It doesn't need to be within three minutes. Like it just needs to be timely and genuine, right? So this isn't like the Ritz, like they don't need like, um, there's no, I don't have like a whole customer service bank of people that are, this is their whole job, right? It just needs to be timely. Like most people, I will get back to them within well, well under two hours, right? Most of the time within, with under, within under an hour. Depending is this on almost I'm. exclusively you at your box? I'll do the initial follow-ups. Yeah. And then for the record, you have two people that can clearly do this stuff, probably more, but I'm referring to Cassidy and Lindsay. So point is the box right. owners, there are some things you want to delegate and other things that are important enough to you still at this point that you take the initial follow-up. Well, just think about this. Like what is the most important, if we're going to think about fix this next and the hierarchy of needs for a business. And, the, and if you want to go back and reference that podcast with Michael McCallowitz, sales is the bottom of the pyramid, right? It is in most cases, the last thing that the box owner should give up. Right. It has the, it has the largest ROI. Right. right. So that's as where soon you as someone joins, time. you have amazing coaching, you know, they're good, but it's important enough to you to make sure they sign up, you know, give you their first payment, et cetera. And here's the deal. Everybody who like, doesn't know how to sell, like you love CrossFit. You're not selling. Yeah. Just be a compassionate human being. Like that's the, if, listen, we already know that if somebody contacts you or walks you in your gym, the likelihood of them buying is super high. You know what? Super high. I would say, in our upcoming course, we have something called heaven and hell yep. that we're going to take the people through. And I had never done it before. And, you know, going through you and, and creating this course together, it was so impactful to me that I can't wait for the people that sign up for our program to do it. Cause they're going to realize, like you just said, you're not selling. Like no. these people are dealing with issues and struggles and they're literally in their own personal hell and you have this thing, CrossFit or your affiliate, that can literally change their life and take them out of this. Like $150, which you're like, oh, I don't know if it's worth it. I don't know if I'm going to get this guy. You're like, I'm giving you a break. This is worth thousands of dollars. I'm only you know, asking for 150 and I know it's going to change your life. And when the people that are in our course go through that, I think that's going to completely flip their mindset about selling and what we're trying to emphasize here guys is stop focusing on trying to get more people and start focusing on providing a better experience from every aspect of your business like how well you coach the air squat to how you have conversations on the phone call to what that sales experience looks and feels like so that when you do ask people or recommend something like hey i think you should do pt they literally don't even ask you the price. They're just like, okay. 
And you're like, do you want to know? They're like, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm, I'm that, if you say that's what I'm going to do, that's what I think I should do based on what we've just done for the past week. And you're like, okay, cool, done. You, everybody's like, people think it's expensive. And I'm like, no, they don't think you're worth the money. Great way to put it. You know, and that's what we want to help people with. And that's the things that we're continually trying to unpack and peel the onion on to be like, how do you get past all of that? And how do you create an experience that A, the assumption is that I'm going to spend some money here, but B, not only is the assumption there, I don't even care. I'm, I am thrilled to spend money here. Be Steven, the waiter at the restaurant where I'm just like, take my money, bro. And I'll be back next week, you know? Well said, well said. We have a few spots still left for our initial consults because we have gotten way more than we expected and we're a little nervous about how many phone calls we were going to hop on. But uh, definitely still reach out to us if you're interested. Shoot us I'm not nervous, email. bro. I'm stoked to help people because people are going to get what I've gotten multiple to be times. Honest, well, I'm nervous just in the fact that similar to what we've been saying, I know what we're giving people and you know, like we said from the beginning, part of this is work life balance for us. And I want to help every box owner that reaches out, but I also know that's, that's challenging from a time perspective. So point is, you know, we're, we're, we're taking the boxes that are right for us and that we're right for them, which isn't going to be 100%, but if you're interested in learning more about this stuff, like we've been discussing on recent episodes, but specifically things like uh, client acquisition and integration, like we just discussed and understanding who you serve, plus so many other things, shoot us an email, best hour of their day at gmail.com. Put in the subject interested or want to learn more. And we're, we're coming up to the final week where we're going to start responding and giving you guys some options for setting up times to talk to us stoked like you're going to be as happy as i am the the multiple times i've been through this process and then refined it so um it, it it will in my personal opinion it'll allow you to run the box that you've always envisioned right which means having the life you wanted no one no one opens a box thinking okay i really hope i don't make a lot of money i work 24 hours a day and i ruin my relationships and i don't like the people that i work with <laughs> and i don't like my clients so we're going to change all that. We're going to flip it on its head. You're going to be making more money, working less time and enjoying the people that you surround yourself with. And once you do that, you're just in a great spot. So again, shoot us an email, best hour of their day at gmail.com. Within a week, we're going to start responding to those emails. Like I said, we've gotten quite a few. So be on the lookout for a response with the time to set up a call with us and a few other questions. And we're just beyond excited to present this. We've been working for two years on something like this and it's uh it's finally coming to fruition and you know this is this is why we do what we do right for love it man thanks again for listening to best hour of their day if you haven't already do us a favor head over to the apple podcast app and leave us a review we'd love to hear from you if you have any questions comments concerns feedback for either fern or myself Hit us up, day at gmail.com or send us a DM over on Instagram at besthouroftheirday. Once again, we couldn't do this without the amazing community and you are a part of it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting Best Hour of Their Day.